Peace, love, and namaste, guys. What is up? It is Isai here, uh, the host of the Canacopia podcast. And today, we have a very special topic and a very special guest. So it's not really a secret that cannabis has the potential to spice things up in the bedroom. In fact, many people cite such a use as their number one reason for consuming in the first place. Aside from elevating your uh, physical pleasure, cannabis can actually aid in deepening the connection you have with your partner. But how exactly does marijuana enhance physical and emotional connection? Is there a right way to go about it? Today, our very special guest is going to dive deep into this subject. Um, she is a cannabis sensuality coach who is passionate about couples fully expressing, expressing their sexual, sexuality to get their sexual needs met. And today, that very special guest is Carly Joe. Hi. Thank you for coming on today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. How's your day going? Beautiful. Yeah, amazing mm -hmm. day, Liv. Mm -hmm. I just got off of Pleasure Island, oh, so wow. I am feeling really, really good and awesome. turned on. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yes. I can't wait to dive deep into that. You know, I'm sure people are like, what is Pleasure Island? That mm -hmm. sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I want to kind of talk about, you know, like who you are, you know, where you came from, just a little bit back mm -hmm. of your background. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in uh, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. a very, very small town of about 250 people. No mayor, no stoplights, only a couple bars, which wow. one has a, pole, a stripper pole in it now. Oh. Um, I moved to Los Angeles at the age of 21 to pursue a, a career in film. I landed a casting producer job on the hit TV show, The Bachelor. Oh, wow. I was on that for 10 years, and I just knew it wasn't my soul calling. It was an amazing opportunity, but I knew I was on this planet to be doing something a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And that's when I received an email for Layla Martin's Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality, her first year of sex love and relationship coaching certification. And there was just something in my body that was screaming, fuck yes. Do you know that, right? That fuck yes feeling. I've had that plenty right? of times, yeah. And we know the fuck knows too. Yep. I celebrate them all. But it was a fuck yes in my body. Am I wow. allowed to swear? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so I went home and applied and talked to my boyfriend at the time, mm -hmm. now husband, and my mother. And I couldn't explain why. I just knew. I just knew I was supposed to be doing this. Really? Mm -hmm. So what were their initial thoughts when you, you know, you told them about it? What were their initial thoughts? Yeah, so like, you know, you come to your, you know, your your parents and your boyfriend is like, hey, I got this email about this. It was a program or was it, what was it exactly? A certification. A certification. One year intensive. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you come to them asking about that and, you know, what were their initial thoughts about it? Mm, I'm trying to feel into that. It was so long ago. Um, my partner, his initial response to just about anything is great. That sounds great. If that's your passion, go for it. Hmm. We had only been dating, I think, maybe six months at that oh, point. Okay. Yeah. So when he met me, I was a casting producer for The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. And then I transitioned into this like, okay, now I'm a sex coach. Now I'm a cannabis and sex coach. Okay, now I'm going to quit The Bachelor. Now I'm going to work for myself. And uh, my mother was uh, a little bit bigger of a conversation, mm -hmm. just kind of explaining. Because at that time, I wasn't interested in the sex coaching aspect of it. I was interested in the relationship coaching. Got it. I can look back and see how um, blocked I was from the sex part of it. Hmm. Um, I felt that I didn't want to touch the sex education. I only wanted the relationship and the love part. Hmm. And as I was going through the course, I now realized just how much of a 
cultural conditioning and and um, how much I was just blocked from that part of my life. A lot of sexual shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think that comes from just the stigma of like what sex is and everything like that? Or why do you think you mm-hmm. felt that way in general? Well, as a woman, mm-hmm. the messaging that I received growing up is that pleasure is not mine. Wow. Really? It's not for me. Everything I'm doing is for, and I'm heterosexual, I'm a cis, cis woman, so I, I'm going to be speaking a, a, from a point of view of a, a woman and a man. Mm-hmm. But it was for the man. It wasn't for me. And I got the messaging really early on that pleasure wasn't something that was really safe expressing my sexuality and in, mm-hmm. in my full full expression wasn't safe really mm-hmm. and that was and that was from the out just the outside world of the propaganda television movies you know um how sex was talked about you know mm-hmm. i i come from a, a really open uh, my parents are very sex positive home let's just say that right oh, okay yeah I'm, I was raised in a sex-positive home, but they still didn't talk about pleasure, right? Because mm. their parents didn't talk to them about pleasure, yeah. right? And um, I received, you know, when you become sexually active, yeah. protect yourself, yep. make sure you're safe. And that comes from pure love, pure love mm-hmm. and, and protection. And I honor, honor my mom for that conversation. But the pleasure aspect was left out of it, right? Yeah. And there's this percentage that's floating around in I would say sexual education books that it's an 80 20 so Mm, only 20 percent of women can have orgasm from um, vaginal penetration alone so when I became sexual sexually active yeah and that didn't happen naturally for me because everything is just supposed to be natural I'm supposed to just be I'm supposed to just know right how to do it's just supposed to happen it's supposed to just happen I went into that 20 percent and I thought that's where I lived. Hmm. So that, that kind of goes into the you don't know what you don't know, you know, type field, you know, just, mm-hmm. oh, it's the surface level of knowledge of like, oh, okay, only 20%. Cool. You know, yeah. maybe that's, that's just the normal and everything like that. And okay, so you you went to this intensive and what did you get out of that? You know, <sighs> coming from, you know, the the knowledge of, I don't Multiple know what, I'm going to Multiple orgasms I got out of that. Oh, <laughs> Really? So it really just en- enhanced you, um, your relationship like tenfold in just oh general? Oh my gosh, my relationship with my own sexuality. Mm. I thought, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fully open. I'm fully in my sexual power. Yeah. But I wasn't. There was so much sexual shame, sexual discomfort that mm. I, I had been experiencing. Yeah. And being in that intensive, we actually our homework was to spend about two hours a day, five days a week in self-pleasure. And we call it pleasure meditations. Mm, okay. Exploring our vaginal canals. So this intensive happened to be all women. Yeah. I think there are maybe men in her courses now, but then it was just all women. Got so it. speaking from that space of learning that my orgasm and my pleasure is mine. I own that. Yeah. So if you and I were to be sexually engaged and I had a, my first orgasm with you, mm-hmm. you didn't give me that. I did. That's Got my it. body. And that's where cannabis comes in a lot as well. So I know we're going to get to that. Really? But um, it was being forced <laughs> to be in the self-pleasure with myself. There the was intensive so, made you? Yes. Okay. There was so much resistance. There was so many blockages 
but being forced to be in that space where in order to graduate, I had to do these practices. Mm -hmm. It was there that I really started to discover like what my sexuality is and what it means for me to be turned on, for me to be the sexual goddess that I am. Powerful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing that comes to mind I'm interested in asking is, so when you come back from this, you know, intensive and you say, um, multiple orgasms, your, your sex was amazing, uh, relationship was amazing. Uh, did your husband uh, or boyfriend at the time, um, how did he feel about it? Did he feel like maybe like you were a lot more dominant now and he kind of <laughs> felt like maybe he wasn't, like maybe he needed to learn more now? Or, like, I've always been thoughts? dominant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> great. great. <laughs> um, that's a really, really beautiful question. I think there were a lot of uh, partners to the women in my course. It's called SLRC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sex, love, and relationship coaching. Yeah. So there were a lot of um, male counterparts to the women in SLRC that yeah. it was really hard because my sexuality is expanding and it's blossoming every single day. It yeah. grows bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I am so fortunate that I have a partner who stands next to me who is willing to grow and expand with me. Awesome. Now, if we were on a, a, a scale and I was expanding at a 10, he might be expanding at a four. So, because I spend all day, every day talking about sex. Yeah. And self-pleasuring is part of my my daily routine. So it's gonna, it's, he's, not gonna, he's not gonna be at that level because we're just different. We spend our days doing different things. Mm -hmm. But he was probably at that level, probably started as a one. Yeah, got (laughs) it. And now I would say after Pleasure Island, he might be a five or a six now. Oh, wow. But as long as he's willing to grow and expand, you know. Yeah, awesome. That's good mm -hmm. then. That's, I think that's, you know, that goes into the bigger picture of relationships, you know. I feel like in relationships, whether it is the sexual side or just any part where one individual is growing and another one isn't, there's kind of like friction between that, you know what I mean? So that's really, uh, really amazing that, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was able to want to even grow with you in, in that level of, yeah. you know. He doesn't take it personally, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't. That's important. Yes, because what <laughs> what culture does to men in sexuality, that's yeah. a whole nother, it's, it's disheartening, you know, on, yeah. on what our society says a man should be and what a man should be in the bedroom and in, in sex. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm really grateful that he doesn't take my expansion personal or my uh, in, in previous uh, points of our relationship, I wasn't really, neither of us were getting our sexual needs met, yeah. right? And this was something that um, did cause friction and did, did cause resentment. Mm-hmm. And, but luckily I have the tools as you know a sex coach to, for us to be able to learn how to sexually satisfy mm. each other's needs in a way that's like, hey, you're not wrong or you're a you're a bad lover or you just didn't know. You just didn't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was um, one thing that you touched with. Um, let me backtrack because you, you, so, you spit so much like great things. I know I'm trying to put it all together and piece this uh this picture. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll that. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that thought because it was a really good thought, and uh, we'll come we'll come back to that part. Um, but so, how long after the uh, in, the intensive were you doing a lot of self growth and everything like that? Did you get into wanting to start to educate other people and start to help other women or relationship and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would say that my first year as a coach, mm -hmm. I was solely working with uh, vulva-bodied humans and helping them um, have more intense and longer-lasting orgasms. Mm -hmm. What is that? Um, so I'm I'm really practicing the non-binary. I don't believe that out of the billions and billions billions of people on this planet that yeah. we fit into two categories. It's impossible. It's just like we don't fit into indica or, or or sativa. Yeah. Like it's just impossible. <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's a there are, there's a whole. Uh, what I learned actually is that there are 65 different genders. There's not wow. two. Really. It's an identity that's made up. And so vulva human bo bodies are people that who who have vulvas, and then their gender is whatever they want to call. Got it. Um, wow. I go by I go by she her. Um, what is your what is your preferred pronoun? Um. Him, he, Him, I believe, he? yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So during that first year that I was working with the vulva-bodied yeah. humans, I had this like gnawing feeling in my body that was like, you need to be working with couples with the issues that you're experiencing in your own relationship mm. and helping them. And so I kind of forgot the question, but um, so, uh, so as of 2000, um, on New Year's Day, mm -hmm. January 1st, 2019, I woke up and I turned to my then fiance and I said, I need to step into my power mm. and my power is working with couples. And that's going to involve me sharing about our personal yeah. struggles. Do I have your consent? And he said, fuck yes. Wow. That's that's actually, you know, I, you know, to listeners, like, I want you to replay that back because that's very powerful what she said. You know what I mean? To be able to, and that, that relationship is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are such, have such a connection and have such vulnerability with each other that you're even able to ask that. And then for him to say that's okay with that, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because even your, uh, you know, like you said, fiance at the time had that same wavelength of, you know what, this is probably going to help someone else, you know what I mean? Because I felt mm -hmm. this struggle and I felt this this pain or whatever it is, like, let's share it with the world, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. If it wasn't for these tools and these practices, I we wouldn't be married. Really? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go into a sexless relationship. Mm. And I'm not saying we were sexless, but we weren't filling, fulfilling our needs, our mm. sexual needs. And I'd love to talk about how we learned. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, think, I think a great tra <laughs> a transition would... Uh, the thought I had was, um, you know, with the relationship problems that a lot of people have, how what percentage, if you were to put in percentage, is sex, the sexual part of it come, like, cause of the problems? Is it is it a high percentage? Is it low? Like, you know, having, like, what is that percentage? Can you summarize that? So, yeah, so basically, you know, um, if you were to put a percentage on what causes problems in relationship, mm. um, the sexual, sexual part, sex part, mm -hmm. uh, what percentage would that mm. be? Oh my gosh, ninety nine point nine percent. Oh really? Maybe. A lot of it. You think a lot of it. I is think sex is the root of everything. Hmm. Everything, because we are sexual creatures. Yeah. The only reason that we are all on this planet is because there was an ejaculation and possibly an orgasm attached to that. Yeah. We are all sexual creatures, but from an early, early age, we are taught and mirrored by the people in the society around us that it is not safe to be in our bodies. It is not safe to be in our pleasure. Yeah. I think it's the root of everything. Wow. And you know, that's, you know, and you hear all this relationship advice, you know, out in the world and everything like that. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about the the sex part and maybe it's because mm -hmm. people are just not educated on it. So they don't know exactly. that it's the problem. 
Um, is that like one thing you're trying yes. to it's trying to solve? And, like, Our sexual want, education is bullshit. Where did you receive your sexual education? <laughs> I think from? it was elementary school, and it was like very basic, sur- yeah. minimum surface level stuff, and then that was it. Porn. Yep, for sure. And I what mean, does porn teach us? Or not teach us, right? It is it, nothing. Exactly. Nothing educational. The the sexual education is coming from a really long, long lineage line of repression and suppression and uh, religious hold on us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching The Bachelorette last night, and yeah. she <laughs> said, "I had sex, and Jesus still loves me." And I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, he yes, does. yes, they do." Wow. Um, what were you asking? <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's I great. It. No, that's great. Like I said, and, and, you know, I, um, you know, even speaking for myself, like I said, like the only sexual education, you know, oh, that, right. that, that I've had was the fact of, you know, elementary school service level stuff. And, you know, at that, at that age, you know, how much can you really comprehend of, you know, what you're being taught anyway? And then a lot of it was just either rated our movies or, you know, mm-hmm. porn, like you said, yeah. or just, you know, just friends telling like oh I hooked up with this person mm-hmm. or that and it's just yeah. and then experimentation on your own like you know losing your virginity yeah. and kind of like well and know, how many of knowing. us got our sexual education from movies and television I worked in Hollywood for 16 years yeah my my husband works in in television and I get so discouraged on how they portray especially well all all sexuality not yeah. just women's but um you know we've got this like sex scene that lasts maybe a minute or two and the woman is climaxing climaxing within 30 seconds like what does that teach us what is that what is that what is that mirroring yes what does that mirror and then it also shows you if you know um penis bodied humans that if you're not you know climax or if you're not getting your partner off within a certain amount of minutes that so it teaches you to go hard and fast yeah and then Slow like and if you don't down. like you lose, lose your confidence yeah you lose yes. your confidence like okay maybe i'm not doing it right why is she taking an hour because sometimes it takes a fucking hour and i want to be fully full permission yes. to take as long as i need mm-hmm. it shouldn't it shouldn't be a um like you're saying like all and that's what you know porn does too it's it's really like three five minute 15 minute videos of just you know whatever fantasy plays out and then they climax when whatever so mm-hmm yeah, I mean, you know, even... Oh, and that's another point. Something I'm really, really passionate about is erectile difficulties and also the education that we that men receive that, you know, you're supposed to get hard like that. Mm. And when you don't, there's something wrong, of you, wrong with you or you're less than a man, and it's just not true. Erectile di- difficulties is so common. It doesn't matter your age, your size, your color. It's, it's, it happens to everyone, and it's okay, and I still love you. Wow. That's powerful. Um, I want to dive more deep into that uh, after this uh, commercial break from our sponsors, okay? Mm-hmm. Since day one, Baked Bros has proven their dedication to medication by providing high-quality cannabis-infused products. Baked Bros, award-winning portable THC syrups, are a must-try for a variety of reasons. First, they were designed to provide superior absorption, allowing the cannabis to kick in faster and more effectively than traditional edibles. Second, they're free of artificial colors, flavors, gluten, soy, dairy, fat, and even fructose. Like all their products, the pourable THC syrups are strain-specific and lab-tested to verify safety and potency. These syrups are easy to dose on their own or as an addition to your favorite beverage or food. 
Look for Bake Bros Portable THC Serps at a dispensary near you or find them at www.bakebros.com. And we are back with our very special guest, Carly Joe, who has been very, very educational. And I'll speak for myself and I'm sure the audience about everything to do with sex uh, and sensuality, to be specific. And uh, as we dive into what we were talking about before we went to commercial break, we're going to transition to where cannabis plays into all this, mm. you know, as you guys <laughs> probably are excited to hear about. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we went to commercial break, you were talking about, um, you know, erectile dysfunction and um, that stigma hands on men and everything like that. Can you just uh, elaborate that on a little bit more? Yeah. First of all, I want to encourage everyone to change the D from dysfunction to difficulties. Difficulties. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's not a dysfunction. Awesome. That's um, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for receiving that. I am really passionate about it because I have experienced it personally in my own relationship mm. and how we've um, worked through it and how the tools and the techniques that we have been given through my different my different courses and my different certifications has really helped. And there are previous research and studies saying that cannabis is actually a deterrent of um, erections. Mm. But now we're, but now we're learning more about how it's actually helping. So interesting. mm -hmm. So uh, something that I read recently is that actually CBD helps because it, it sends blood flow to the erectile tissues oh. mm-hmm. wow. and it can um, boost your uh, mood right yeah and it can also repair uh, damaged tissue so really? that's just the cbt thc i think it's every body is different yeah some people thc helps so let me say something super yeah. quickly if you do suffer from erectile difficulties or your partner sour diesel it's a strain of cannabis that's known as nature's viagra i can personally attest that this works sour diesel yes sometimes i pack my husband a bowl (laughs) i'm like i pack my husband a bowl and be like here honey then it's sour diesel (laughs) wow that's great i didn't even i had no idea it works that's really no so when did you um have you always been um smoking cannabis and everything like that like your whole Mm -hmm. life yeah i've been consuming cannabis since i was um i think i was like 14 or 15 on my parents farm and just solely recreationally, mm-hmm. um, about two years ago in 2017, when Los Angeles was turning uh, recreational, yeah, we had a, a really fun year in 2017. I was pretty closeted about my cannabis consumption because there was a lot of shame around it, yeah. right, and a lot of stigma, especially for women, right? It's not safe, you know. You're gonna people are the stigma or the stereotype of what a stoner is. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. not gonna take you seriously, blah, blah, blah. So I was invited to a cannabis feminist women's circle. I had oh. no idea what that was or what that meant. Wow, yeah. But I said yes because my body was a fuck yes. <laughs> I showed up and I was in a group of twenty some women mm-hmm. who were all badass in their own right. And that's where I learned that we call it cannabis, not marijuana. Yep. And we call it flower, not weed. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard all of these stories of the, from these women, and they were so powerful. And it was in those circles that I evolved into the cannabis sensuality coach. Wow. The owner, the, the Jess, the owner of Cannabis Feminist, was the person that said to me, you're a cannabis sensuality coach. And I said, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Just like that. So I went from using cannabis secretly and closetly uh, 
uh, kind of like un, un, unintentionally lack of mindfulness mm-hmm. to bringing cannabis into my sexuality in a really intentional, mindful way. And I can mm-hmm. explain that. So yeah. through my Please. year of intensive SLRC, the sex, love and relationship coaching, yep. when I was asked to self-pleasure for hours on for days, mm-hmm. I was hitting major roadblocks. I could not get in my body. Really? And I think a lot of us can relate. I actually think that the biggest deterrent to sexuality mm-hmm. is we're in our heads. I was just about to ask. Yeah, We cannot head, get right? out of our heads. So for one whole year, my intention was to be present. Hmm. That's it. Every time I went into self, sex, um, excuse me, um, sexual exploration with myself or my partner, yeah. to be present. Hmm. So after about six months, eight months of just hitting major roadblocks, I had decided I was in the middle of a practice and I looked up and I saw this joint from Henry's original. I'll mm-hmm. give them a shout out because they're yep. amazing. Henry. Henry's. And I thought, what if I brought this into my Tantra practice? Hmm. So I consumed with the intention. My intention was for cannabis to help me see what is possible in my body, yeah. feel the possibilities. And it was in that practice that I fully let go of that cortical control, that overthinking brain. I dropped deep down inside of my body. I was swimming inside of my pussy. I could see. Wow. Yeah. I could, as I was floating and swimming, I could see flowers and colors. And as I was grounding myself into the visuals I was seeing, the yeah. more pleasure I was getting and the and the closer I was to an orgasm. Wow. Then I brought it in with my partner, and that's when I became multi orgasmic for the first time. Really? Mm hmm. So you, put, you kind of put you, the puzzle pieces, <laughs> you put all the puzzle pieces I put together. all the puzzle. Yeah. Cannabis showed me what was possible inside of my own body. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool. I think, um, you know, and I speak for myself, like, you know, when I've uh, smoked cannabis and, you know, the cannabis stigma, it's about um, either just chilling out and just, you know, getting the munchies or maybe going out with friends. And um, maybe it's because, you know, sex and cannabis are both stigmatized where you don't really just put two and two together. Um, and yeah, that's really, that's really enlightening for myself to want to try now because mm-hmm. of how powerful that experience was for you. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously the, the the combination of the intention with the core and the cannabis and then, you know, your already education of what's your sensuality and everything like that all put together. Like I said, the puzzle pieces was the, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the explosion part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you uh, when you help these other couples, um, are how do you uh, is it a, a gradual push into, OK, let's make sure you're comfortable with um, sex in general first and then you bring in cannabis or like what's your process between all that Mm -hmm. well if they're coming to me they know I'm a cannabis sensuality coach right so we have that conversation right away are you open and it's a yes no or a maybe Mm -hmm. and then we work with that got it so if they're a yes then I invite them to bring cannabis into their experience based on what that experience is got it and we I something that's really really important is consent consent and not just consent between you and i Mm -hmm. consent between me and i right Mm. so powerful yes asking your body do i want to bring cannabis into this experience today and then listening for a yes no or a maybe and if it's a yes then we proceed and i do a cannabis consumption ritual that you can find on my youtube channel and it is a really powerful way to use mother earth 
plant medicine in the way that it was intended. Because a lot of us get paranoid, we get too high, we fall asleep, and that's yeah. not what we want when we're repairing cannabis to sexy time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the ritual is a really great way to ground yourself. Mm, okay. And uh, be really intentional and mindful with the cannabis. And I'm guiding my couples through that experience Got to it. ensure that they have a, po a, a positive experience. Yeah. So somewhat like a kind of like a guided meditation mm -hmm. type type feel for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. And how long is it? Um, you know, obviously, like the relationship, you know, is everlasting and always growing. But like, how long do you normally see, you know, improvement in the relationship when you start working with first session? Couples? First session. I have wow. seen couples increase their connection and intimacy in three minutes. What, really? What does that three minutes look like? Ooh. <laughs> it comes from a tantric practice called eye gazing. Okay. Where I have them sit uh, facing each other. Mm -hmm. I have them drop into their own heart, breathe in and out of their own space, and then open their eyes and look gaze into each other's left eyes because they say that's the window to the soul. The left eye? Mm -hmm. Wow. Because how often do we connect like that? I mean, I've been staring into your left eye almost the entire time. <laughs> how often do we connect like that? Especially with very, our partners. Very rare. It's actually more vulnerable with your partner than a stranger. Well, they say eye contact is very powerful in general like and, mm -hmm. and maybe it's because that is because it is the window to the soul so like mm -hmm. and a lot of people get uncomfortable because one they're probably not taught that it's a actual powerful thing to mm -hmm. look in each other's eyes it's more of like out of quote-unquote respect yeah. like, oh, look in each other's it's eyes, really hard but... to be seen yeah wow. to feel worthy that you to be seen and accepted fully mm -hmm. now try that in sex is that is that what they're gazing in sex yeah is so powerful wow is that what they're they're is that what they're basically doing so in that three minutes when they're having the eye-to-eye -eye contact like what's what's going on in their in their body and their brains and their souls like Ooh. during that moment of yeah. like them looking at each other like i'm sure it's like a very high vibration state right yeah. there like, so like what's like happening right there uh giggles usually happens uh -huh. which is great yeah. crying i've seen crying uh -huh. i've seen giggles i've seen um deeper presence uh getting out of the head you know mm -hmm. getting out getting into the body um and i've had couples report back to me that they had like mind-blowing sex after really uh-huh wow. and then try those tools during sex the eye gazing during sex mm -hmm. that's very i mean i always speak for myself and maybe it's because i haven't you know prep you know practice but like for me like you know like you know when i'm having sex with a, a woman and there's eye contact i can't sustain it for long because like it gets in an awkward state for some reason and mm -hmm. is that because of the non-education on my part or like what is that feeling of just like just, what, what is that awkward feeling just because I, it's not practiced? Well, I would start asking you questions. So yeah. to help me find that, because <laughs> I, I don't have those answers you Got do it. within your body. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say, generally speaking, it is it's just so, something we're not used to practicing. Got it. So that's why I invite couples to do a grounding. Excuse me. <clears throat> they come from their, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You're good. You're good. <clears throat> Whatever day you just came from you need to land you need to land from the stress or the the angst or whatever it is and so this is a tool and, and a technique for the two of you to to land and ground mm, okay and if you practice eye gazing outside of sexuality it does make it a little bit easier mm. but have you ever noticed in in your personal experience that the two of you are just not connecting it's like you're two ships in the ocean kind of doing your own waves uh, honestly for sure and, yeah. you, and you know like from from a phase where you know when I was uh, turned eighteen to about um, I'm twenty about to turn twenty four right now but like twenty one twenty two, um, huh? Congrats! Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, it was very like 
you know, the stigma of like, okay, like, let's go hook up with as many women yeah. as you can. You know what I mean? Everything That's like that. That's a very primal yeah. instinct, by the way. Is it? Very, very common, very normal. But I feel like there's, you know, as, and maybe because uh, I've learned a lot more, like, like you said, it's kind of like, just like, there's no connection, you know, there's like no really powerful connection right now. And it feels, I guess, like, I don't know, it's not, there's no spiritual connection, you know, and just like you were saying, like, it's kind of like just two separate mm-hmm. boats, like not coming yeah. together. And, and sex is so much more than penetration and orgasms. So much more. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I definitely want to dive deep in that again um, once we get back to another sponsor in our commercial break. So thank you guys. For those of you who are new to cannabis, you'll want to listen up. Buying cannabis online or at the dispensary can be overwhelming. You want to select the right product and have a good experience. So why should you have to go online, research countless products to find what you're looking for? Canacopia has solved that problem. The Canacopia app allows you to find products based on how you want to feel and how you want to consume it. It's a super simple and easy way to navigate. So right now, head over to the App Store or Play Store to download Canacopia. I promise you won't regret it. All right, guys, and we are back again. Uh, thank you to the sponsors, uh, of course, just for providing great products for you guys and your listeners. Uh, as we get back to uh, the amazing guests that we have, Carly Joe, uh, and the end towards the end of this, uh, we're gonna dive uh, a lot deeper into uh, what she does and how she's went through her problems. Of course, like she stated with um, her partner and everything like that. So I ask you. Um, I know you mentioned it a little earlier in the podcast, but. Um, what are some of those, you know, problems that you've had and how have you uh, gone past those and you mm-hmm. know, excelled through those? Yeah. So the biggest issue that I face in my, in my relationship is, um, I would say almost four years together now, mm-hmm. not knowing how to, uh, sexually satisfy each other. Wow. And it's not from lack of trying. Right. So I just finished my most recent certification cause I'm mm-hmm. a certification junkie. Um, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with Miss Jaya and it's called the erotic blueprints. Oh, wow. And this is what epically changed hmm. my, m- for me and my relationship. Yeah. And so have you ever heard of the, the, the five love languages by Gary Chapman? I love that book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, this, the erotic blueprints is how you're, you're sexually wired your core and there's five of them. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So okay. the first one is energetic. Okay. Energetics are turned on by anticipation and yearn. Wow. And ease, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The anticipation. And the second one is sensual. And sensuals are turned on by their all five of their senses activated. Hmm. The third one is sexual. Sexuals are turned on by nudity, penetration, and orgasms. <laughs> Pretty direct. <laughs> yeah. The fourth one is kink. And kinky is uh, you're turned on by the taboo and whatever taboo it means to you. Mm-hmm. And then shapeshifter is the fifth and final one. And shapeshifter is you are all of them. You want to live on Pleasure Island. And shapeshifters are actually the ones that are often not getting their sexual needs met because they want it all mm. and they like it all. Yeah. So for my my partner and I, learning our erotic blueprints. So I'm an energetic sensual and okay. he's a sensual sexual. Got it. So having a better understanding of what my blueprint was yeah. and then understanding what his was mm-hmm. gave us language. 
I don't know how many times today I've referenced that I'm essential just here on this podcast in Mm -hmm. this room. Yeah. Right. And also understanding my energetic side. Energetics sometimes can uh, short circuit, like things are too much. Right. Yeah. Um, So I, the way to approach me sexually is what I would have said prior to this weekend or prior to this programming is difficult. I'm difficult. I'm too demanding. I need things to be X, Y, Z. Yeah. And now it's not, it's, I'm not, I'm not difficult. My sexual needs are beautiful. And, and seeing somebody fully in their unabashed pleasure is such a turn on for me, like fully, fully express. And that's why I'm so passionate about couples fully expressing their sexuality. So they get their sexual needs met because my partner wants to please me. He wants me to be in my full pleasure. Yeah. That's a turn on for him. And so we have now learned how, because the way that I was approaching him, mm-hmm. I approached him as a sexual because of cultural stereotypes. I would mm. go and grab his cock. That doesn't work for him. That That's not his go-to turn yeah. on. And the way that he would approach me mm-hmm. would sort, sort, short circuit my energetic. Ah. <laughs> so in... We just got off Pleasure Island, as I teased earlier. Yeah. For those energetics out there listening yes. to this, we just spent a weekend with Jaya and her partner Ian on Pleasure Island experience. Mm-hmm. We did a five-minute feeding exercise where we get fully fed in our blueprints. In that five minutes, I got to fully understand what it is and how to sexually satisfy my partner. Wow. And it just clicked. Five minutes. This is easy. This is simple. If I, if we can do it, (laughs) anyone Anyone can can do it. Wow. Because my husband, it was a hard case for me. I thought, I thought this is so difficult. Why can't I turn him on? Mm -hmm. How, why, why am I, how do I not understand my husband's sexual desires? Yeah. That's okay. And it's very common because no one's taught that. You're not taught that. Yeah, no, not at all. But now I teach you and I can teach you. So if you're interested in learning more about your erotic blueprint, Wow. You can, you can call me. That's <laughs> which one do you think you are? <laughs> I have to, I don't know. Like right now, like, I don't know if you've seen those memes where it's like, like yeah. mind blown, like I'm mind blown, but on the other side, like it makes so much sense. Does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and relating it because I have read the five low languages. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even think of separating it from there's different love. The, mm-hmm. There's different languages in sex as well. Mm-hmm. And wow like this this needs to be out there so like I, yeah I, like for sure like i appreciate you you wanting to share that because i think that's going to help a lot of relationships yeah you know what i mean because them yeah. not having a sexual pleasure might lead them to thinking that it's something else in a relationship which is going to cause a problem and everything like that mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Wow. And, to, and to tie it into cannabis right mm-hmm. yeah so the erotic blueprints in cannabis is really where i'm putting a lot of my energy right now yeah so because my husband and I both have sensual blueprint blueprints yeah we're we're both in our heads Hmm. right Mm -hmm. so one of the most common ways that I'm in my head is that I'm taking too long space yeah that I don't get to take up space it might take me an hour guess what (laughs) most women need at least 40 minutes to fully surrender and relax Hmm. to even get to the pleasure and the orgasm. Yeah. Right. Is that, that, and that includes like the foreplay and everything leading up to it and everything like that? I don't believe in foreplay. I think that oven should always be turned on. (laughs) Okay. That's well, okay. Your life should be a turn on. Yeah. Right. Um, And so 
for yeah, whatever that 40 minutes is, whatever your blueprint is, whatever mm -hmm. gets you, you know, that anticipation or the sm or or eating an orgasmic strawberry, whatever it is. Yeah. I would really get in my head that I was taking too long or taking up too much space. And mm -hmm. the other uh, recently, I actually just cleared that in the middle. I just said, hey, I just need to clear that I feel like you're bored and you want me to hurry. And just it was so powerful to just to just um, own that. Yeah. And his response was like, I want to honor your body, wow. your sexuality. And powerful. my parents might be listening at some point, so I won't go on. But yeah. <laughs> my mom listens yeah, to all my correct. podcasts. <laughs> um, but just to be um, worshipped yeah. as a sexual goddess that wow. I am. And him too, as a sexual god, you know. Yeah. And now I'm just like so excited to play. All I want to do is play. I want to play with his pleasure. I want to play with his blueprints. Yeah, because you have all the tools now. You know exactly yes. what you know exactly what it takes, and that mm -hmm. opens the doors for so many possibilities now. You know, what I mean, like I said, like I go back to like you don't know what you don't know. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know that I can speak a language that was in sex that's specific to my partner. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. so even hearing this now, I I'm gonna approach everything so differently now is because. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I now know that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the people that are listening to this are like mind blown too. And, you know, yeah. even going through your courses and everything, or um, courses, programs, what do you have? Both, whatever, we, you know, we call that. Uh, they're going to experience that, that, uh, that transmission. Too. Yeah, that transition. And that's mm -hmm. so, so powerful. Um, yeah. I mean, it's to a point now where we look at each other and we're like, oh, you're so sensual. You're such a, you know, the fact that I have to have lip gloss on me at all times. And if I don't, I will freak out. It's like, oh, so sensual, yeah. <laughs> such a sensual blueprint, but I'm leaning into kink. Okay. So kink is something that I think I've always wanted to explore, uh -huh. but it's taboo. It's shameful. It's, it's, yeah. you know, sacrilegious. Um, and so, oh yeah, tying this back to cannabis. Mm -hmm. So, um, my, my partner and I both connoisseurs, we both love cannabis. Yeah. Um, so cannabis, so since both of us are sensuals, cannabis has really helped us get out of our heads right yeah so cannabis um can help kind of impair that short-term memory yeah you know loss that we have but that's actually beneficial for mm. sexuality okay. because it helps us not think about the outside world the stresses our to-do list did we walk the dog did we feed our children you know that kind of thing yeah um so I've been working with cannabis and which cannabis and which ways to consume work for each blueprint. And so for sensual, especially, I think it really helps us get out of our heads because that is the shadow. So all of these blueprints have shadows to them, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the shadows of the sensual is um, nothing's ever right. Got and it. that is so me. I'm raising my hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is ever right. You're never doing this right. Uh -huh. well, well, now, now we are, but, um, and then kink. Oh my gosh. So cannabis has really helped me, um, uh, kind of expand into my kink because it has, it's known to send blood up to the frontal lobe, which is your, your seat of creativity. Yeah. So when I'm on a really good cannabis experience, I want, I am so in my creative power. Got it. I'm like, grab this toy, grab this, do this, you know, yeah, I feel, like, yeah, yeah. Like for me, like cannabis, like really helps me fully embody my sexual goddess. Wow. Like I feel like the hottest, sexiest. I mean, I, I, in my normal life, I feel like this too, but I think cannabis is what's really helped open my eyes up to that. Mm -hmm. Right. That like my body is sacred. My body is beautiful. It's my sexuality yeah. is a temple mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm my, my body is pleasure Island. Yeah. 
for him to explore and for others to explore, you know? Um, So yeah, there's, there's so much expansion. The possibilities for pleasure are endless, Mm -hmm. endless. And if you identify with cannabis and you're already using cannabis, then I would just say, do it intentionally. Have a really, really clear intention of why you're bringing cannabis in. Yeah. It's super, super key. Yeah. And if you resonate to cannabis, but you're maybe a a novice and you haven't really consumed, then my biggest um, point that I would like to say is microdose, microdose, microdose. Mm, Get a a low, get a strain with low amounts of THC in it or a a one-to-one or just take one hit. I also have a video on YouTube called my three-point breath um, for ensuring that you take a smaller, a smaller um, inhale Mm -hmm. and a smaller hit see how you feel because you can always add more don't overdo it it. don't get that don't go too hard too fast yeah actually that applies to about everything i'm talking about (laughs) everything slow 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 down yes 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 awesome well you know as as we as we come full circle to this you know amazing podcast and this amazing education that that i've had and i'm sure you know the listeners uh, everyone else has had um is there any 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 ending you know statements or thoughts that you want to have Yeah, I want to invite all of their listeners, if you're resonating with this and you're resonating with me, and if you are in a relationship where maybe it's a sexless relationship or maybe it's not and you just want to explore and expand, Mm -hmm. then I invite you to come on to carlyjoe.com. I have a monthly membership for couples. It's called Elevate Your Relationship. And it's so inexpensive. It's $9.99 a month. And you receive one live video, 30-minute live video with me. Mm-hmm. And then you receive uh, four emails that are sent out weekly. They give you very, very direct. I like to play Dom here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give you really, really direct um, uh, tools and techniques that you can do with your partner so that you can increase your connection and your intimacy and your communication skills. And if you're drawn to that, then use co- the code EPICLOVERS for your first month epic lovers and you said yeah. that's carlyjo.com right carlyjo.com c-a-r-l-i-j-o.com yes perfect yeah <laughs> and where can they find you like social media and stuff my instagram is at cannabis sensuality coach okay um and it's there and my newsletter my monthly if you subscribe to my new monthly newsletter those mm-hmm. are the two places i spend and in in person in person events is like my absolute favorite. I'm actually teaching uh, the erotic blueprints at a kink fest. Okay, when is that? This weekend. This weekend. <laughs> this All right, weekend. you guys. This weekend. So if you want me to come to you and teach you about the erotic blueprints. That turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be turned on all over. Have a turned on life. Yes. Yes, I love that. It's too short to be life. turned off. Yes. And, you know, my, my last question I want to ask is, you know, and you kind of, you know, talked about this earlier, but ending off like, like, what is your, what is your purpose? Like, what do you, mm. you know, what do you think you're here for to do? Mm. I am put on this planet to serve. My passion is really to help people fully express their sexuality in a safe, safe and sacred way. That is full permission, full acceptance so that we are all getting our sexual needs met Amazing. because you deserve it. You deserve it. You are worthy. You deserve it. And I love you. Thank you so much for (laughs) inspiring and dropping some dope knowledge for us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course.